If you've been in Gateway, a few, I think did we, we certainly did it last year. We might have done it the year before, but we tend to, uh, in the summer, have a slightly different thing with our preaching. So we have a summer preaching series and we invite a number of people who don't normally uh, preach at Gateway. Um, so we have a different group of people this year. Um, and the subject that we're doing is the book of Ruth. So over the next five weeks, we are going to be going through the book of Ruth. Um, and Anita is kicking us off this week um, with a bit of an introduction. And then we're actually going to read, um, well, Anita and Phil are going to read all the way through the book so that we kind of have an overview before we go into the detail of chapter one next week. Uh, so it's very exciting to have a number of different people over the next few weeks. Um, so let's give... A really big welcome to Anita. Yeah, my name is Anita Sinclair, and I um, put my glasses up. I can't see properly. <laughs> They're reading glasses. My name is Anita Sinclair, and I'm married to Robert Sinclair, and we have <laughs> yes, and we have two children: Caleb, 21, and Malika, sitting next to Robert, who's 18. Gosh, we're old, Robert. <laughs> um, we've been in Gateway, I would say, can't remember, can't remember. Um, where's Emma Pickering? When did, we remember, I remember anyway, that you were the first one we befriended. So when did you start? Well, I think it's the same time. Three, well, I think we are four years when we kind of started Gateway. And for us, it's been... Um, absolute joy to join Gateway. And every time we talk, we say, what's the best thing that's happened this year? We will say Gateway. Every year, it's Gateway. We really are enjoying being part of, of, of this church and the community and what God is doing. And as everybody is saying, there's a new season, and we're just seeing his blessing. Amen. So I was asked to <clears throat> I am nervous, but it's a bit of a cliche, so I won't talk about it too much. <laughs> I was asked to, um, a group of us have been asked to um, re- read and talk about the book of Ruth, a beautiful book, and we are going to see it through this month. Um, I'm just going to give an overview, but the main focus today is going to be We're going to read the story. We're going to read God's word. That's the focus today. So I'm going to invite you to sit back, close your eyes, and just listen to God's word through this book. There are four chapters. I'm going to read the first two chapters, and then Phil, with his lovely, big, booming, beautiful voice, will come and do chapters three and four. So here we go. So the book of Ruth, just over the overview, the book of Ruth is... um, is a love story set during the time of the judges. And we know that the, 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 during the judges' time, the period of the judges, is a dark and turmoil time, a time of where the Israelites were doing their own thing. They turned away from God. And so there was this real dark time. But in that, there's this wonderful love story. And what we know also, on the face of it, it is a love story, yes, but there's more to it, and we will unpack that in the weeks to come, in the chapters and the weeks to come. The key places are in Moab, which is a foreign land, and then there's Bethlehem, which is the breadbasket. There are three main characters in the book. There's Naomi, 
who is a widow. She's lost her husband and her two sons. Life has been really tough. When we open the, the first chapter, we see how bitter she is and how the tragedy of her story. But as we go along and we go into the second and third and fourth chapter, we see restoration. So that's Naomi. And then there's Ruth, the outsider, the foreigner. She's the daughter-in-law, and she's an outsider, and, and, and it's depicted in that they call her the foreigner, they call her the Moabitess woman. And then there is Boaz, who is the farmer, a wealthy Israelite farmer. And later we will see that he's called the Kingsman Redeemer. I won't talk too much about it. Again, these will be unpacked um, in the next four weeks. So the story is about, it has, is, is, has got themes. And some of the themes that I'm just going to mention today, there's more, there's a lot of themes to this story. But I'll mention a few, okay? So the first one we see, there's love and loyalty. We see in these characters, Ruth to Naomi, as she gives up her life to follow Naomi and serve Naomi. And then we see another loyalty and love between Boaz and Ruth, where Boaz marries Ruth and restores, uh, restores the name of Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, and also um, the, and buys the land. It depicts also this hesed love. Uh, uh, hesed means in Hebrew, over and above loving kindness between the people. And it's again shows this dying to self and in all this darkness and turmoil life, there is this wonderful story of showing of this loving kindness of God. And then we see the other theme is the outsider, the foreigner, which we can identify ourselves with, whether in our workplaces, whether it's uh, people we know, our neighbors, um, people who have come into this country. But we, are, we can relate to this foreigner and Ruth is seen as this foreigner and how she is treated in this book. We can look at how people treat her, how Boaz treats her, how does the, the people in the fields treat her, and what does she see herself living in a foreign land. And then we see this restoration where we start in the, the, the beginning of the book, Naomi um, very openly says that my life is bit, bitter, the Lord has dealt me badly. But then you see this wonderful reverse restoration of her uh, life um, and the, the, the restoration of the story shows of blessing and restoration and the, and the child that's been born. And then, of course, there's this bigger picture of the lineage of Christ. And again, there's this, an, another theme is the provision and protection. <clears throat> In this book, there's so many other themes, and I, as I say, I'll leave it for those who are coming out to, you know, to uh, preach in the next coming weeks to unpack these. The narrator of this story doesn't mention God. You don't hear him talking about God. You hear some of the, the, the characters talk about God in few bits and pieces, but you don't actually hear God. But that's the brilliance of this story because God is present in this story. From the beginning right to the end, you see this wonderful providence of God and his presence. Um, and, and, and you can see it through the small, mundane, day-to-day -day life of these people. 
that you see the decisions that they make, the choices that they make, they're all weaving with God inside it. And that the circumstances that are in there, they're all God-designed. And that's something what we can remind ourselves in our lives, that we go through seasons in our lives. And sometimes we go through seasons that we just cannot see where God is in it, but he's always there. He's always there. And he wants to remind us that he is loving and kindness. Today we talked about his God's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful to, to, to Ruth and Naomi and, and Boaz. As you can see in the book of the, the first chapter, you will find that even he ordained a divine appointment when Naomi decided to return to Bethlehem. As the chapter finishes in chapter 1, it says it was during the time of harvest provision. Ruth, again, you will see that when she goes out to glean into the fields, Boaz allows, he, he suggests that please leave sheep on the, on, the, on the field for Naomi to pick up. Again, you see God's provision. And that also reminds us that God is faithful in every season. And whether there's turmoil, he's always there in the background. And that's the brilliance. And I just want you to listen today to God's word. Just sit back. Let your senses take you back, take you into the story. Into this hot, dusty country. Total different culture that we have today. And just listen to the dialogues and the, what God is doing in this story. God is good, and he works things good. Uh, Romans 8.28 says that all things work for good for those who love him and accord according to his purpose. And that's the theme through this story. So I invite you, let us pray. Lord, we thank you. I call, I, I call you upon you, Holy Spirit, to guide us. Open our ears, our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes, that we may understand your word in this four chapters of the book of Ruth. I pray for those who are coming this month to preach upon this word. You will give them wisdom, guide them, give them revelation, knowledge, and whatever you put in their heart, that they will stand here in boldness and talk to us, Lord. Talk to us through this book, Lord, your loving kindness and your faithfulness to our lives. As we listen today and those who are, and, and those who are preaching in the weeks to come, Lord, Help us to understand your word. Bridge over and understand it and what it looks like in our lives as individuals, as the community of Gateway, and into the community of Swindon. We pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Um, as I say, Shut your eyes or sit back or follow it in your Bible. My accent is weird, <laughs> as my children say. They say, oh, mom, you've got a, a weird accent. And they say, um, and then they proceed to, to do this accent. And I think, that sounds more like Nigerian accent. <laughs> I'm East African, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. But then Phil will come after me and... Yeah, he'll read the, the second, the third and the fourth chapter. Okay. I'll just quickly have a drink of water. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem in Judah 
went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the names of the two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. These two Moabite wives, the name of one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. They lived there about ten years, and both Malon and Kilion died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she arose and her daughters-in-law to return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. So she set out from the place where she was with her two daughters-in-law, and they went on their way to return to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return to, your, to you to her, to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you may, and may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back. My daughters, why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, even if I should have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait until they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters. For it is exceedingly bitter to me for you to sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For, you. for where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women said, Is this Naomi? She said to them, Do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full, and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified 
against me, and the Almighty has brought calamity on me. So Naomi returned, and Ruth and Moabite, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain, after him in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. Who was, who was of the clan of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, She is the young Moabite woman. She came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came, and she has continued from early morning until now, except for short rest. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter. Do not go to glean in another field or leave this one. But keep close to my young woman. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping, and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing down to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes? that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner. But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of her husband has been fully told to me, and how you've left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I'm not one of your servants. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and see and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied, and she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed the young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. And also pull out some from the bundles from her, and leave it for her to glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went to the city, into the city. 
Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today? And where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. She told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, The man's name whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, Besides, he, he said to me, You shall keep close. And Ruth, Ruth the Moabite said, Besides, he said to me, You shall keep close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, lest another field you be assaulted. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests. And she lived with her mother-in-law. Then Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative, with whose young men you were? were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight on the threshing floor. Wash yourself and anoint yourself and put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go, uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And she replied, all that you say, I will do. So Ruth went down to the fleshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, his heart was merry, and he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Then she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Now spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. And he said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask, for all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now, it is true, I am a redeemer. Yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight and in the morning, if he will redeem you, good, let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then, as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. So Ruth lay at his feet until the morning, but arose before before one could recognize each other. And he said to her, let it not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. And he said, bring the garment you are wearing and hold it out. So she held it, and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Then she went into the city, 
And when she came to Naomi, her mother-in-law, she said, How do you fare, my daughter? And then she told her of all the man had done for her, saying, These six measures of barley he gave to me, for he said to me, You must not go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. She replied, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but will settle this matter today. Now Boaz had gone up to the gate, and he sat down there. And behold, the Redeemer of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz said, Turn aside, my friend, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit down here. So they sat down. And then he said to the Redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, is selling the parcel of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. So I thought I would tell you of it and say, Buy it in the presence of those sitting here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not, tell me that I may know. For is there is no one besides you to redeem it, and I come after you. And he, sa- and he said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, The day you buy the field from the head of Naomi, you also require- acquire Ruth the Moabite, the widow of the dead, in order to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance. And then the Redeemer said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I impair my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm a transaction, one drew off his sandal and gave it to the other, for this was the manner of attesting in Israel. So when the Redeemer said to Boaz, buy it for yourself, he drew off his sandal. And then Boaz said to the elders and all the people, you are witnesses this day that I have brought from the hand of Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to Kilon and to Malon. Also Ruth the Moabite, the widow of Malon, I have brought to be my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brothers and from the gate of his native place. You are witnesses this day. Then all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your house like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel. May you act worthy in Ephrath and be renowned in Bethlehem, and may your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah because of the offspring the Lord will give you by this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And he went into her and the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a redeemer and may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. And then Naomi took the child and laid him on her lap and became his nurse. And the women of the neighborhood gave him a name saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. And he was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now these are the generations of Perez. 
Perez fathered Hezron. Hezron fathered Ram. Ram fathered Amimadab. Amimadab fathered Nah. I should have practiced this. Nahashon. <laughs> Nahashon fathered Salmon. Salmon fathered Boaz. Boaz fathered Obed. Obed fathered Jesse. And Jesse fathered David. Amen.